0: Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3.
1: Join the conversation.
2: This is State of the Nation on Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation.
1: Welcome to State of the Nation. It's Lagos Talks 91.3. It's a beautiful Tuesday evening here in Lagos, Nigeria, the 11th of July, 2023. We're bringing you nothing short of undiluted news and unbiased analysis on today's big stories on State of the Nation. As you know, we pull up stories from different parts of the country and focus also on uh, the federal government news as regards uh, this new administration that we have been following step by step as they navigate new paths into uh, moving this great nation forward. The media is there to keep you abreast and keep you highly informed on every policy that you ought to be aware of. I'm not doing this alone. With me here is the host, the co-host, Emmanuel Odeyemi. Hi, Emmanuel. Welcome to State of the Nation.
2: Good evening, Michelle. Good evening, Nigeria. Good evening to all of our listeners and our followers. It is a great opportunity to welcome all of us once again to the biggest and the best political show on radio in Nigeria. It's called State of the Nation. comes up every Tuesday uh, at 5 p.m. live, of course, on Lagos Talks 91.3. And, of course, we're expecting our um, usual suspects, uh, Bolan and Ayo. Um, they they seem to have uh, <laughs> absconded today because they've mm-hmm. gone AWOL. But hopefully at some point during the show, they will be uh, joining us uh, to discuss all of the big stories we're looking at uh today. So Michelle, yep, what's, what's going on with you? All right, let's state, yes. your own state of the nation very quickly.
1: Uh well, I, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think the listeners care. They want the news. They they know I'm okay and and that's good enough. I'm I'm doing no, no,
2: okay. No, it, it depends on how okay you are. You know, we could be talking about maybe you being part of the people we regard as the elites. Oh. one of us
1: maybe maybe i made the ministerial list and you just don't Ah, know yet you know
2: if if that happens michelle uh, this might very well be the end of the show because uh, (laughs) (laughs) i am resigning (laughs) and joining your team
1: (laughs) oh lord that that would be great you know that would be great I, I I i could be i could be the minister of information you know
2: well, yeah, it will be a good thing because, you know, we've been on the other side of the divide, uh, throwing all the bullets and everything. It would be nice to be on that side. Receiving end, right? <laughs> exactly. And see how it actually plays out there. I know.
1: Hmm. I know. Th- those are big shoes to fill.
2: Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
1: All right. Now, let, let's go on with the federal news. As uh, Tinobo appoints 20 new aides, Tunde Rahman Abdulaziz make the list. President Sibala has hired 20 new aides uh, about three weeks after he made the last set of major appointments. This is what the Premium Times have authoritatively reported. The new appointments include those of you know, those of senior special assistants, personal assistants, personal physician, and photographers. Among the new appointees, according to the list seen by Premium Times, are veteran journalist Tunde Roman, who has been designated... Um, uh, senior special assistant on media, Abdulaziz Abdulaziz, senior special assistant on pre-media, and Ibrahim Azari, senior special assistant political. Others are Adekunle Tinubu, personal physician, Dami Lotsun Aderemi, senior special assistant um, for private, sec- the private secretary, Toyin Subai, uh, senior special assistant domestic, Otega, Otega Ogra, senior special assistant digital and new media, Demola Oshodi, senior special assistant protocol. Um, Tokpe Ajayi, senior special Assistant, media and public affairs. Yetunde Sekoni, senior special assistants. Um, you know, it goes on and on. I, it's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a long list. It's easy long list.
2: But wow, it's it's a long list. Ooh. Yeah, and there's more. And there's more coming. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, for, for this list, I think uh, the most obvious is of course Tunde Man, who's who's been with the president. Uh, for quite a while now so that was not in any way surprising it's been expected anyways Mm -hmm. quite a number of new names um, not very familiar but it's also not strange uh, knowing the political terrain and how it plays out during these times um, there are certain considerations to certain parties and uh, uh, those who have been contributors to the success of the campaigns and the election so yeah it's it's uh, all work in play mm-hmm. and by the end of um, the the term which only is open to um uh, the players in the administration and the kitchen cabinets of the president mm-hmm. we will have a clear picture especially when the ministers are unveiled mm-hmm. we will exactly. have a clear picture of how um, it might pan out in terms of performance for this administration
1: mm-hmm. All right. Still on untunable. He's written to the Senate and he's seeking confirmation of service chiefs. Now, Senate President Godswill Pabiu read the letter during plenary on Tuesday. The service chiefs to be screened for confirmation are Christopher Musa, a major general as Chief of Defence Staff, and Tariq Lagbaja, a major general as Chief of Army Staff. Others are Imana Logala, a Rear Admiral as Chief Naval of Naval Staff, and Hazan Abubakar and Air Vice Marshal as Chief of Air Staff. They were all appointed on 19th of June, or June 19th. The Senate President, however, referred the confirmation request to the committee of the whole on the ground that the Senate has yet to constitute its special and standing committees.
2: Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and don't forget that there have been a couple of uh, uh, committee announcements also on the floor of the National Assembly. That also happened today, but We might not be able to go into those details today. A few names have been announced uh, for uh, chairmanship Mm -hmm. and vice-chairmanship of some committees uh, in the National Assembly.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Now let's move away from that. Insecurity drug hawkers in Nigeria supply narcotics to bandits. Robbers, according to NAFDAC, yes, NAFDAC, which is the National Agency for food and, food and Drug Administration and Control, has warned against hawking of drugs in Nigeria. Saying part, rather, apart from selling substandard or expired drugs, they, the hawkers, also supply narcotics to criminal networks. The Director General of Nafdac Majisola Adeyeye, said this in Abuja on Tuesday at the official flag off of the agency's media sensitization workshop on dangers of drug hawking and ripening of fruits with calcium carbides. Mr. Adeyeye, who described drug hawkers as merchants of deaths, said the menace of drug hawking possesses a serious challenge to, or rather poses a serious challenge to, the country's healthcare delivery system and that it underscores the agency's resolute determination to eradicate the illicit trade. She said most of the drugs sold by the illiterate and semi illiterate hawkers are counterfeit, substandard or expired and therefore do not meet the quality, safety or or efficacy requirements of regulated medicines. She explained that the the prescription drugs are also sold by the um, itinerant hawkers who, you know, who hold consultations, recommend and prescribe medicines to their gullible patients. Many, according to her, she said, in quotes, many drug hawkers are knowingly or unknowingly merchants of deaths who expose essential and life saving medicines to the vagaries of inclement weather, which degrade the active ingredients in the medicine and turn them to poison, thus endangering human lives, she said. Mr. Deyi has said, drug hawking also. Um, you know, these people are also major distributors and suppliers of narcotic medicines to criminal networks such as armed bandits, insurgents, kidnappers and armed robbers. She said Hot, the drug hawkers constitute a serious threat to national security. She noted that drugs are sensitive, life-saving commodities which should not be sold on the streets, motor parks or open market, just like any other article of trade. She said drug hawkers arrested by NAFTA will be prosecuted and face a jail term. Hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's not smiling now uh, yeah it, you know you know first thing that came to mind when I saw this story is that there's there's always been that need to strengthen processes and be very strict with standards uh, over the years there's been some concerted efforts in this direction uh we've seen standard organization of Nigeria do a little bit uh consumer protection agency under the leadership of uh, uh, the Tunde Rukera doing a great job uh, trying to um, standardize things, if, if you permit me to say that. And then again, we've seen NAVDAC uh, make conscious efforts such as this and also the NDLA uh, in, in respect of uh, uh, cleansing the system of um, narcotics and all of that. So it's, it's a giant mix. But the message it sends is that it's taken many years to get to this point and if we are to go down that lane and cleanse the system, it requires the effort of everybody, no matter uh, the kind of efforts put in place by the federal government or any of these agencies, we the citizens also have a role to play. Michelle, I'll give you an example, in a, in a certain neighborhood for many years one of the residents was a known supplier of fake drugs. Mm. And basically everybody in the neighborhood knew that, but nobody ever bothered to report. Guess what happened? One day, somebody in the neighborhood had to uh, purchase drugs for for one of his kids and bought fake drugs. And in the process, uh, the kid became worse, Mm. got rushed to the hospital, was found out that the situation was because the kid had taken uh, fake medicines and the kid died. Ah. It was at that point that the father of the kid, in pain and anguish, decided to make a report over something he knew had been happening Mm. for years. And there are several Mm. of these cases. Mm. Uh, I remember back in 2014, if I'm not wrong, 20, between 2013 and 2014 in Lagos, a three-story building was found to be, the, a, a, to be a, a warehouse for the manufacture of fake drugs. Not even fake drugs, a particular kind of drug. And they were rolling out over, uh, I think, the, I can't be exact with the figures, they were rolling out thousands of capsules per day into the system. And people were buying these drugs. We, we, we've seen all of these things happening. We, 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 we've seen places uh, labelled drug enclaves. You remember mm. there was that special report a few years back where a foreign media agency reported that in Lagos there's a drug enclave where police vehicles are parked, and drug the the, the sale mm. of illegal hard drugs goes on on a daily basis. So we we know all mm. of these problems. Now, the good thing, or what looks like the good thing is that um government seems to be stepping up to its responsibilities little by little. But in terms of how much effort is being put into place, it's hard to say really, but are we even scratching the surface? Because if we are not, the drug problem all over the world is the is one that is threatening to swallow and and eventually just i don't know the right words to use but it's a clear and present danger all over the world different countries different cities are taking very harsh and proactive steps to nip the danger in the board and like i tell people it's not peculiar to nigeria we've seen examples such as cuba we've seen mexico we've seen what illegal fake or add drugs and narcotics are done to them as a nation. It encourages crime. um, It it increases mental health illness. And it does several other things. For example, the United Kingdom is is gradually waking up to the problem it is facing. Earlier today, there was also a story that uh, the chairman of the... NDLEA, retired Brigadier General well, Buba Marwa, directed all commands and formations of the agency to begin an immediate clampdown on the illegal sale of nitrous oxide, otherwise known as laughing gas, following its abuse by people who use it for recreational purposes. Now, Michelle, the use of this nitrous oxide is not new. It's been there for donkey years. While we were in secondary school, there was this nitrous oxide in the, uh, in, the, in the school laboratories. We were never allowed to touch them, but we knew how dangerous it was. Mm-hmm. People have been abusing it for several years, but because the problem has suddenly blown out of proportion. Guess what? You're walking on the streets of Lagos, on the streets of port on the streets of Abuja. You see teenagers blowing balloons. Guess what's happening? It is nitrous oxide that they are taking in. It looks like an ordinary thing. You know, somebody just playing with a balloon. Uh, maybe they're coming from a party and then they took away some of the balloons that were used to decorate the hall. But it is the new thing now all over the world. It is, I don't know how it is injected into the balloons. Mm-hmm. But when you I've, see. I've heard young... about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere now. When you see young people blowing balloons, that's what is happening. It's not only in Nigeria. It's, it's in many other countries of the world and it's and I'm very very happy that the ndla has woken up to this challenge so uh, for the NavDAC, ndla and all of these other agencies that are tightening the news on all of these cartels and gangs who are encouraging uh, the, 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 the 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 exploiting the system to drop standards or exploiting the system to push dangerous items products drugs into the system at the risk of innocent people losing their lives i hope that the long arms of these agencies and the law as a whole catches up with them
1: amen to that i hope so too i hope so too all right let's move on quickly and talk about the sit at home happening in enugu state where residents count losses saying we can't cope anymore Residents of Inugu State are lamenting the negative impact of the frequent sit-at-home order by non state actors in the southeast region of Nigeria. They made their feelings known in separate interviews with the news agency of Nigeria on Tuesday. The residents, whom uh, amongst whom are traders, artisans, legal practitioners, said their various means of livelihood were being drastically affected. A trader at Ogbete Market, Jude Uwazurike, said his business was gradually decreasing by the day as a result of the frequent closure of the market. He said, I sell clothes at the Ogbete Market and I can say without mincing words that I was doing well in my business before now. However, as I speak, I am just managing to survive because this issue of closing my shop every Monday and sometimes they just order people to remain indoors for days is no longer a joke. He said that he used to travel to Aba in Abia State weekly to buy goods, but lamented that he rarely traveled these days due to lack of sales. He said, in quotes, the truth is that after these lockdowns, people tend to be famished, tired and withdrawn from the rest uh, for, the re- for, the re- for the rest of the days. Mr. Wazurike appealed to the relevant authorities to do something to either release Namdikanu, the leader of the ind- indigenous people of Biafra, or in the alternative, reject the security apparatus in the, in the region. Nena Okpo, who is a trader in perishable uh, in perishables at the Holy Holy Ghost Market, said her business had almost collapsed due to the seat at home. Mrs. Okpo said she was losing hope about the situation in the Southeast unless steps were taken urgently. To change the situation, she said it's no longer funny. The whole thing looked like a joke when it started in 2021, but today you can count a number of businesses that are still standing strong. I deal with perishables. Apart from Monday's sit-at-home order by IPOP, now someone stays in Finland and gave a directive for seven days lockdown, not minding what people are going through. She said. She said she has been finding it difficult to survive because the perishables, because of the perishable nature of the goods she sells. She said, I have to eat from the business and watch the rest perish. I see my goods, my money rotting, and there is nothing
2: to do. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Michelle, hmm? I don't know how everybody feels, but when I see videos of people or non-state actors, hmm. as they are called, enforcing this sit-at-home protest, it absolutely breaks my heart. The last one I saw, I couldn't watch it till the end. Kids who went to school were being beaten for not sitting at home. Hmm. It is for Hmm. me, the height of man's inhumanity to man.
1: Wickedness.
2: It is an absolute travesty of what humanity is all about. How do you claim to be fighting for people? And then all your anger and aggression is vented on the same people you claim to be fighting for. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no sense in it. And what is shocking is that a lot of people who should speak up are being quiet. I understand a part of it. Some leaders in that region are afraid of the, the anger being vented on them thereby losing property or their relatives being armed. But for how long? I believe that at some point, it will become pertinent for all of the leaders in the Southeast to come together, regardless of whatever affiliations, political affiliations they have, and outrightly condemn what is going on. And on the flip side, I I, I don't really want to care what people want to say about um, uh, inter- the intervention of the security agencies, people are suffering. We've seen, we've, we, you just read to us uh, what people are saying in the Southeast mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. the seats at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the federal government of Nigeria should immediately roll out all of the apparatus at its disposal and without these elements. Mm who are constituting a new government under the guise of fighting for the people. Which, in which country, in history, have you seen serious-minded freedom fighters inflicting pain on the same people people that they are fighting for? Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: It makes absolutely no sense. And it's getting ridiculous. I don't know if you've seen any of these videos. I've seen people being shot, people being marketed, just because you've told them to sit at home. And it's not as if you're telling them to sit at home and then you are giving them money to feed themselves and their families. People are struggling to survive. Yet, you have told them to go and stay in the houses just because you are fighting a cause. I, I I get confused when I try to rationalize it. But at this point, I think something drastic Needs to be done.
1: What about what people... about what about releasing Nnamdi Kano? What about that option? I feel that's something we have just allowed to fade into the background, but in reality, that's the root cause of
2: the problem. Um uh, Michelle, I've yeah, seen that's I've that's seen, the
1: root cause I, of the problem. I've Mik-
2: seen over time where people leverage on situations like this for personal gain. Well and trust me, well, releasing. In Namdekanu, it is not a prerogative of uh, people like us to push as a suggestion because I'm not even sure if it will solve the problem. At this, this, at at this it, rate, at this rate, be- it has become more d- deeply rooted than what you and I can understand. And mm-hmm. I can I can assure you, you might, if the, if the chance arrives and we say, oh, Mr. Namdekanu, are you in support of this seat at home? I am not 100% sure he will say yes to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it's quite difficult. There are ongoing uh, behind-the-scenes talks. Uh, there are ongoing political negotiations and interactions to resolve that situation. And there are also questions being asked of the man himself. There are some questions the man is asking government. So it's a big um, the conversation that is ongoing. And these things do eventually the way they play out some negotiation will have to be made maybe it will have to concede on some of the requests he's making of government maybe government will at some point have to let go of some charges being leveled against him because there have been statements made actions have been taken lives have been lost so there are so many factors that are being considered but it is not enough justification that because Inam is still being held, then the poor people of the Southeast should be made to suffer. How does that even make any sense? It's no sense. There's no sense in it. So I, I believe that, and I say this with every sense of responsibility, that it is high time that government across all levels, federal government, the state government, using the apparatus of all of the state security agencies to put a stop to this very very disgraceful
1: acts mm. all right well said thank you now still in the southeast uh, moving to anambra state uh, governor charles Saludo of anambra state has awarded a scholarship to nkachieri ume a top scorer of the 2023 the top scorer of the 2023 unified tertiary matriculation examination in the sta- top scorer Yes, the real, the real yeah. top scorer. Yes. Yeah. In a statement on Monday evening by his spokesperson, Christian Abu Rime, Mr. Saludo congratulated congratulated Ms. Ume, an indigent of Anambra State, for making the state proud with her exceptional performance in the UTME. Ms. Ume, who is a student of Deeper Life High School, Moe Ogun State, emerged as the UTME top scorer with 360. The 16-year-old hails from Amici, a community in the Newe South local government area of Anambra State. The development comes after Ejikeme Mesomai, a student of the Anglican Girls' Secondary School in the Newe, confirmed that she forged her UTME scores. Wow.
2: Michelle, we have gotten to this point. First things first, uh, congratulations to all of the people of Anambra State. It is a big deal. 360 from a 16-year-old good thing good developments and this encourages all of our young people to always aspire for the best moving forward some of us for for the sake of decency we owe jam an apology I keep saying it just for the sake of decency just go onto the same platform that you used to curse and insult jam and his leadership and type uh, sorry we did not know and let's see a couple of people have done it Mm. Uh, one of uh, the aides to governor, Sowulu has written a comprehensive apology on his Facebook page to, to Jam and his registrar. Because many of us believe that the girl was being victimized. But what are the lessons to be learned? I do not believe that we should, because of this incident, throw away the baby with the bathwater. The young lady, EGK uh, M- who has confessed... What exactly do, you, do, do we intend to do with her? I think, number one, she needs counselling. I think because she's got a good track record, something might still be salvaged. I felt very sad when I saw the father saying, oh, I'm so sorry, she did not even confess to me. Hmm. Now, this takes us to the point where I get a little bit confused Because the girl has refused to say she had any collaborators. She's insisting that she did it all alone. I strongly Mm -hmm. do
3: not believe
2: How how possible is that? I don't believe that. I stand to be corrected and I might be wrong. But I think that if it is an indication of how ardent she has become, that she's not willing to even give up the names of collaborators, then it means that there's a big, big problem. But all said and done, I think that the people who are concerned, stakeholders, um, teachers, leaders of thought, religious leaders, maybe a pastor in the church. And uh, the state government should find a way to rehabilitate the young lady because it's just a pointer to the level of moral rot and decadence in our society. All those who are calling for the young girl's head, eh, let's not be hypocritical about this thing. Many of us who are years and years older than this girl perpetrated worse evils when they were ahead. age. They were just lucky not to get caught. So let nobody... Emmanuel, do you
1: you want to tell us one of yours?
2: Ah, do I need to say it? Everybody knows for for donkey years, people have been doing these things. Mm -hmm. People have been purchasing question papers, purchasing answers for as, as many years back as I can remember. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, so let's everybody not start shouting from the rooftops as if they are angels. What we should be doing is to encourage JAMP and its leadership to do so much that it, it becomes it gets to a point that people will be forced to study hard when exams come, when they know that the system is foolproof. And I think uh, the, the the professor, the registrar of Jam, should be given an award. Alongside his staff, for ensuring that for it has gotten to a point out. that yeah. yes, it has gotten to a point that people do this and then they get caught. Prior to this time, everybody was just doing it and they say they say they behaving as if it was a business as usual. We know of all the special centers that have dominated the exam space in Nigeria for many years. Nobody has been saying it, anything about that. People give guarantees even on social media without shame that once you register with this centre, you are bound to pass your exams. And we see it happening every time. So let us situate the problems properly and place the solutions side by side, not using the opportunity to to start playing the streets condemning people. Yes. All right.
1: Well said, Emmanuel. You're on fire today. All right. Let's quickly look at uh, the tribunal. Uh, It's uh, it's one of... Always a major story here and there. Uh, the national chairman of the Labour Party, Mr Julius Aburet, uh, Monday said he got information that the APC, the All Progressive Congress, were already preparing for a possible rerun of the 2023 presidential election, urging members of the party to be alert. Abure said this during an online meeting held with Nigerian-American Coalition for Justice and Democracy, led by Professor Eddie. Okwairoji, the Labour Party diaspora chairman in the United States in Abuja, reported to punch. Now, he explained that uh, the ruling party was aware that the tide was heavily tilted against it in the ongoing legal challenge to uh, the presidential election results as declared by the Independent National Electoral Commission. Acting National Publicity Secretary of the party, Mr. Obiora Ifo, in a statement quoted Abure as calling on over 10 million members of the party to be on alert and get ready for further... To further humiliate the APC and its government in the polls, if their sinister plot fails to materialize, now he said, "Rumors have it that those in government are already planning for rerun, and this is one of the supports we ha- we will be canvassing from you. We will also be getting prepared because since all those in government are already preparing for rerun, we should not be taken unawares. So we will need uh, we will be needing your engagement and support in all aspects as far." Oh, sorry, if paraventure it happens today that the election is nullified, which is not what we are asking for because we are still asking for an outright declaration of Peter Obi as the president of Nigeria. The statement reads even longer, but it's. Uh, I'll just stop here as this is basically the summary mm-hmm. of the news story.
2: Well, um, at, at the risk of being vilified by certain people, let me just say that. Um, a, a rerun, a cancellation, whatever it is that it is, is at stake. I think if truly the information available to um, Abure who is making this call is true, the national chairman of the Labour Party, I do not think going to the press or speaking in public is, a, is the next uh, destination for a, a, for a party that is seeking um, for its candidates to be declared uh, president. Now, you have said that uh, the the APC is preparing for a rerun. He also calling members of the party to be prepared. The first question I would love to ask him is, preparation in terms of what? Are you still going as a party to go the route of um, doing all of the talking, but not putting the work in? We have seen the potential the uh, the uh, the Labour Party is capable of. I'm one of the people who believe that it is something to be leveraged upon. The party should, not, regardless of whatever happens after this election, the party should endeavor to be smart enough to leverage on all of the successes it has recorded now. Otherwise, everything will fizzle out. Now, how many agents does the party have across the length and breadth of the country? Are you ready to scale up? Now, he said again in this uh, uh, this story that we have just read that the party is not even seeking a cancellation, but seeking for an outright declaration of his candidate as uh, the, the president. I'm not a lawyer. I do not know the law. I, do, I don't even lay claim to knowing anything about it. But the question on the lips of many people, which sounds very rational to me, is how do you want the court to declare your candidate who came third as the winner of the election when there's somebody who came second and the person is also in court. So it's a giant mix. I'm I'm just thinking that the leadership of the Labour Party should be concentrating, one, on what comes out of this uh, Tribunal. uh, tribunal process and then, concrete preparations for the eventuality of a rerun, as said by him, not by anybody else. It's accredited to the national chairman of the party, Mr. Julius Aburi. By the time you start going to the, in the public to start conversing, your members that they should be ready, ready in terms of what? I think these are the pertinent questions the party leadership should be asking itself.
1: All right. Let's move on to our very last story for today. Before we go to the phone lines, uh, Lagos Airport runway lights stolen. Seven people suspended so far. Unknown persons have allegedly carted away with the recently reinstalled airfield lighting systems at the domestic runway 18-36L of the Muritala Mohammed Airport. It was gathered that the disappearance of the approach lighting system had raised security concerns in Nigeria's busiest airports. According to the source who spoke on the condition of anonymity, those who carted away with the lighting system took advantage of the closure of the runway for over three months. The source alleged that some fan workers connived with outsiders to steal the airport's lighting equipment. The criminal took advantage of the closure to commit the crime, he said. I cannot give the actual worth of the theft, but almost all the lighting was removed. The permanent secretary came around to see for himself the huge damage that was done. A lot of FAN officials have been suspended. The punch also gathered that some heads of relevant departments at FAN have been suspended over the missing lighting equipment on the directive of the permanent secretary of the Ministry of Aviation, Dr. Emmanuel Meribole. Now, the source disclosed that the investigation had since commenced to unravel those responsible for the missing safety equipment. According to the source, the regular incursion and, and stealing of safety components at the airports are carried out by syndicates, consisting of some workers of the agencies who have access to the restricted areas and accomplices from outside. The top official, with fan, who did not want his name in print, said the, agency, the agency's managing director, Mr. Kabir Yusuf, was displeased with this developments there's nothing there's no this is not a development if anything it's, it's the direct <laughs> opposite of that yes but uh, i'll stop there because it basically summarizes the atrocity carried out and wicked you know i don't understand people who 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 steal manholes people who go up to the rails to steal the rail you know pads and then people um, who go to the runway at the airport to steal lights If people could go to the sky to steal the moon, they would do the same and keep us all in the dark. I don't understand if this is a case of poverty. It is not. If if it's a case of wickedness.
2: I can can tell you categorically, Michelle, it is not a case of poverty. It is who we are. And Hmm. that's, that's where it always leads to that conversation that we've always had. And I keep saying it, that I am always, always very, very convinced that what we have, it's not a problem of leadership we are flawed as a people i just like seen it. the video that was trending today of a man stealing a uh, manos yes look at the vehicle he was driving does that look like somebody is hungry, hungry? Hm. and he was doing it single handedly.
1: why 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 do, 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 you, do they not mentally examine these people
2: michelle you can engage you can engage policemen who are actively involved in investigations they will tell you with facts and figures that many of these crimes that we continue to cry about every day are perpetrated by people who do not even have any reason to steal and yet you, you see it gets ridiculous i will give you one example now i was in a, 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 a i was in a gathering one day and everybody was speaking you know the usual bia palo talk mm-hmm. ah, ah see what government did see what and a lot of people were saying around nonsense. Right there and then, somebody nudged me and said that, do, 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 am I, will I be surprised to know that somebody on that table was engaged in fraud in his own office when he was in a position, a very comfortable position, he had the fantastic salary, a managerial position in one of the main financial institutions and this same person was talking to people and giving outright condemnation of our government is so evil stealing our commonwealth mm. why we the people are suffering mm. and we are sitting somebody is sitting right there and in his mind he can't say anything because it's quite shocking that somebody who has been caught in fraudulent practices in his own workplace is the one leading the call for the condemnation of government So these are acts that are perpetrated by people who are not from outer space. They are people among us. One of the funniest things that I've heard during the campaigns and the elections was a man that said, politicians are always bad, but they become good when they come from our families. Mm. And that is true. Mm. We will make excuses for them. Michelle, if some of these people who I don't want to mention their names, if one of them perchance, is probably my cousin or my uncle, I would be saying things like, ah, Michelle is not that bad, and that guy is trying. That's who we are. That is why I believe so strongly in what uh, uh, King Slimogalu has always been convincing for, which is a social re-engineering process. We need to start thinking differently and start doing things differently. Otherwise, if you bring Angel Gabriel, Angel Raphael, and all of the host of angels to come and govern this country, nothing will change. You have a civil service that is so corrupt and rotting, and you expect things to change. Look at the National Assembly. Everybody is sounding like, ah, we know what is right. We will change things by bringing laws, and they are earning very stupendous pay. When some people are going home with 30000 every month with families to feed, we will continue to fool ourselves. Uh, Bola, welcome onto the show. Yeah,
0: thank you. So, so, so bad at I joined very late. Uh, I got carried away in the meeting. Okay. Um, our approach to uh, national asset issue uh, has to be more holistic. Think about it. In Lagos today, if you pack at Obalende, they will send you a video of yourself parking yeah. at Obalende, and you will get a fine. Um, but there is no video of somebody who is removing an asset, light, <laughs> on, on, the, on a wrong way. Mm. There is a problem somewhere there. Because a wrong way is a national asset. And the level of security around the national asset mm. Mm. should be much higher than the one that is aimed at tracking someone who parked to drop a passenger at Obalinde. Mm. But that is not what we have today um co bridge is back it has been opened and i learned that the governor is already you know making effort to say oh let's clear all the bridges under all the bridges in lagos and all of that but i asked myself maybe by virtue of the fact that he was governor when the last incident happened and he has seen how that affected lagosia and he doesn't want it to happen again what happens when he leaves office if another person comes and doesn't believe that uh, we need to pay attention to what is going on under our bridges. The bridges are national assets. The approach to national asset that I have seen in most countries in the West, even in the East, uh, is that you have a legal framework for protecting your national asset. You define what qualifies as a national asset, and you define how exactly you are going to protect it, even if it means setting up a special force there are certain you have you have transport police in America that their own duty is just the protection of the of the transport uh, uh, asset of the nation. So there are ways to doing this thing, but I don't think we have a structure at all. There is even no law in respect of, For as long as we live like that, there will not be a focus on it, and it may not be Lagos again. Maybe somebody will be frying puff puff under another bridge somewhere. In, mm-hmm. in in any of the other states, and the it thing will it will, will catch fire, and the asset will be destroyed, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we have not approached issues of national asset protection from the right framework. That is that is at the heart of the problem.
2: All right, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's my take on that. Thank you very much, Bolan. Let's save time by going to the phone lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I say, I say that, uh, Bolan, what you just said it, 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 it resonates with a comment somebody sent to me, and he said. It is a national embarrassment that stealing can happen on a runway in a international <laughs> airport. We should cover our heads, our faces in shame. And I agree totally. Uh, let's go to the phone lines, Michelle.
1: All right, phone lines are zero eight zero nine one nine one three nine one three zero eight zero nine two 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 zero nine one three zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three or zero eight zero nine.
4: One nine one three nine one three Lagos talks. Hello Michelle. Hello Michelle. Good evening. Well, good evening, Bolagbawe. Uh, good evening, uh, Emmanuel. This is Val. Good evening. Yeah, so, two things. You're on fire today, Emmanuel. Let me just quickly. Or two things. If the um, national asset as important as the one we, eat, somebody can actually go there to steal them. It means somebody can actually go there to plant a bomb, without mm-hmm. anybody detecting. Now that aside, for labour, I think what I would not tolerate. I would not appreciate if there is a rerun, and the first situation where if there is an outright qualification, then you can talk of handing it over to the second person. But if the maybe is proven that votes are stolen, and they are added back to so probably the person that is stolen from, whatever the result become, then you cannot say that person is a winner. Therefore, rerun is unacceptable. If you can spend as much as 360 something billion for an election, and you come up with rerun, it's unacceptable. And I think if you probe the, the of German of finance, the question, most of the officers should be to the question because we cannot just waste that kind of resources at the end of the day. We, so we, we settle for everyone. It's unacceptable. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Thank you. Lagos Talks.
4: Good evening. Welcome. Good evening, Manuel.
3: Good evening, Michelle.
1: Welcome. Thank you. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
3: This is Malik speaking from Unuru.
1: All right. Please go ahead,
3: Emmanuel. I need to say this, and Michelle, for the people at home in the east, the government is involved. And my reason is this. I cannot be here in Lagos and give out a statement for Ghana people to have problems, and the Ghanaian government will keep quiet without calling the Nigerian government to arrest me. For how long will the Nigerians continue saying they will him in Finland? without summoning so the Sweden ambassador or to send a strong message down to the country there to tell them that man is wanted. And again, these so called people that are supporting me for that nonsense is doing and are here in Lagos doing their business. Does that auntie or the grandmother in the east feed well? We continue sending money to them. I will not blame the man. I blame my Nigeria takes everything as a joke. Thank you.
1: All right, yeah. thank you. <clears throat> we'll take more calls and, of course, we'll read messages. Let's start by reading messages. Uh, this one is from Ndifrek Omorin, and you're saying, good evening to you, Michelle. Michelle, why did Emmanuel say that he doesn't think that releasing the Namda Khan will bring peace to the southeast? Uh, what is the demand of those that call for the sit-at-home, if I may ask? Let the federal government release Kanu first and see if peace will not return to the southeast so, Mr. Imano should not say that, you know, say that. Okay. Um, that's the secret behind it. All right. In the freck, Omorin. Uh, Thank you. Here's a message from Uche from Songo saying, they will still call to abuse you. They will say, how do you know if iPob, how do you know it's iPod?" But deep down their hearts, they all know it's iPob. What are you talking about? I'm um, I don't understand what you're talking about. The news was basically about IPOP. So I don't know what you're talking about. Um, here's a message from Delhi from Leckie. And you're saying the people of the Southeast should liberate themselves from the, the, from the slavery of IPOP. No single individual or group of people would even dare impose it at home on the people in the Southwest. Kanu should not be released because some terrorists are unleashing terror in their, in their people. He also saying Awolowo and Abiola were once detained in this country. Did the Yoruba wage war against themselves to secure their release? All right, another message here from Fred from Ikeja saying what happened in the southeast is a hundred percent is one hundred percent the fault of the Nigerian government. The Nigerian government has the power to bring all these things under control if they want. That's coming from Fred from Ikeja. Good after, good afternoon, Michelle and Mister Uh You mean guess not here anyway? You're saying I always got. Or rather, you mean? I always get angry whenever the media uh, say the NDLEA is working. Please, you guys should come to Idioru and see what is happening there concerning drug. Um, concerning the drugs issue, as I'm talking to you right now, Michelle, a dead body is on the road in Mushin. He's dead, and he died of drugs. Wow.
0: Oh. Hmm.
1: Oh. <sighs> okay. Um. Let's go back to the phone lines. Lagos talks. Good evening.
3: Oh, uh, Michelle.
1: Welcome. What's your name? Welcome.
3: Okay. Sorry, uh, you have a phenomenon on the line.
1: Okay, go ahead, please.
3: Um In fact, it, it's it's so sad, you know. Sometimes when you're supposed to find wisdom, when you find foolishness there, it, it it will be so disappointing as far as I'm concerned. Look, what's up what is happening in South East for State. assuming at the initial stage where this thing started some of our people in Lagos here are not supporting them. It will not go this way at all. Even some of them that they arrested last week They kept They go all the way from Lagos to Southeast to, to, to go and destroy and kill people in Southeast. In fact, as we say, you are fighting government. You want them to release them and become. You are killing yourself. You are killing your fellow brother. Is that not stupidity? I, I can't just imagine, I can't just imagine. In fact, sometimes when people say it's not I thought, that i doing that thing, somehow I, somehow I believe them Because I cannot just imagine it. Uh, my landlord is the to my husband. I am now fighting my wife.
5: <laughs>
3: In do thank you.
1: Lagos Talks?
5: Welcome, what's your
1: name? Where are you calling from? Sorry, we can't hear you.
5: Hello, can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, There's a song. There's a sound. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. What's your name? You, All right. Go ahead.
5: I was wondering, send the message. I said some of our people here they will be supporting this type of people, hmm. and for me most I will look inside I know what is happening there. I know what these people have caused. Them don't have people, there are some villages, like, We will not see to there. And we are illegal defending them. They will not speak up. You are not a the people, they are not people. How are you fighting my children at the same time you are killing our people? You can't to really slap those children. Everybody. Is it possible? Your own people, children. Hmm. Listen, this is very wrong. What I not not get? Where are some people supporting these people? And they say he's outside and he's in front of anything? Is there people? Somebody I is not but doing this thing. That one is lying to himself. We know them. For so some of us in the village that are even covering this. They, they used to call them woman. In fact, sometimes so, now, they if you want to do weddings, if you want to do anything, maybe a party or barrier, they will pay them some money. As they have the money. They, they give, If you want to do anything, salvation or anything, anything you are doing, you pay them their money. People are backing them. People know people that see people do not
1: know them. Some of our brothers know them. And the thing getting out of front to be honest. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Uche. Nice one. All right. Here's a message from Moses from Ikeja. and you're saying, "Good evening, Michelle Emmanuel Abolant. It is absurd how unreasonable these acclaimed Biafra freedom fighters are." How can you kill your people all in the name of Biafra and the Kanu? This is just an example of how they will treat their people if they ever gain independence. My advice is that the government at all levels should use all that is in their arsenal or disposal to contain this menace since they have been proscribed already. All right. A message here is coming from... Um, I don't know your name, but you're saying, I believe Peter Obi should speak against what's happening in the southeast. He's well-respected, so maybe it will help. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, maybe we can squeeze in one last call before we go. Lagos Talks, good evening. Uh,
3: hello, Michelle, how are you? This will be coming from the table.
1: Fine, thank you, Obi. Please go ahead.
3: Uh, Michelle, Michelle, this is absurd. At this time, what people stay here and condemn that. Continue to say that people are supporting What is happening? Now the Nunadikam, from the time I see it, is from Abia State, for God's sake. And there is no seat at home in Abia State, for God's sake. No seat at home, all my from no seat at home. Why is it mostly in the most Don't you see that it's economies here? Eh? What is it? People cannot listen. Nunadikam has said several times that he is not part of what is happening. He has declared and declared this thing happening. Don't you? People started begging on his behalf. This thing is increasing. I want to get two weeks again. When they are begging to release Man Carlo, they make things hard so that people say I for I being bad. Why is it giving one week? From one day, one week now, they say they say today, they come in and they say two weeks. How can someone, that one coming to release them continue to make things difficult so that it will be hated? Is it, is it possible? People don't say in Lagos, look at ordinary in Lagos. You, you, your you Southwest cannot control us. Want to talk about people that are having fun? Is this easy? If this for God's we don't stand
1: All right. Thank you. I, mm. I,
2: I, I'm struggling to understand what the last caller was saying because Barely, I did get so much Me neither. It. Me neither.
0: Oh, it, it was making a lot of sense. Passionately so. Okay. Uh, and one of the questions he was asking was, look, Kanu is from Abia. But there is no seat at home in Abia how come at the, you know, the, the, the heartland of, 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 of a, of, of a, of sit at home. He said, Kano himself had said, I'm not, again, with this sit at home, it is not me. I have no hand in it. How come it is still, it is still being sustained. He raised, he raised some vital questions.
2: Hmm. Very interesting. Hmm. And, and, and a quick response to the person who, who made that comment about me saying, I don't think that releasing an American is the solution to this problem. And I stand by it again. And you that have asked the question, I think you owe yourself that moral question also. That is it right for people to be told to sit at home because they want a man to be released for whatever charges that they are brought against him. I still stand to say that it is totally unfair to these people. Whatever is happening, they are sitting at home has no effect on whether this man gets released or not they have a right to their freedom they have a right to make a living for themselves by the time you carry weapons and order them to sit at home you kill them you punish them like like animals how does that justify whatever request you are making and that's the point i'm trying to make all right um any quick comments before we leave or we wrap things up well, um my, my my comment will just be
0: on this uh of matter. Um I, I will not cease to ask the elders of that part um to do something about this seat at home. it, it is it is ridiculous. Initially they were saying no oh, it was Fulani, it was Fulani that was uh doing all of this. The Fulani man has gone back to Daura and this thing are still persisted according to the Anombra state governor all the people that have been arrested so far regarding all this uh, violence in the south they were all all of them where he goes they have to do something about it it doesn't add up that you are unhappy with a full animal who is in abuja or in and because of that you are frustrating the economy of your own people it doesn't add up for me
2: all right thank you that being said we draw the curtains on today's show and uh, that uh, basically on today's show, it's much more been about the home protest, And I will close by saying this. At some point, the hunter will become hunted if things are not put in place. This is a very strong call and a passionate appeal to all of the leaders of thought in the Southeast. Take a decision. What do you want for your people? And act on it. And with that, let me ask you again, do you know who your neighbor is?
0: Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on
3: your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3
1: Join the
0: conversation.